here today, Emerson. She had, I guess, what some would call minor surgery, but when it's your kid, it's not minor, is it? But she's here. She's all right, isn't she? Wonderful. That's wonderful. Miss Wanda goes to see the hematologist on Tuesday, and hopefully we can get on with the surgery. Uh, she needs to be here, and she needs you as well. Uh, we, we just need... Uh, a first lady around here and 
Boy, she was <laughs> brightening things up. You get her feeling good, nobody can do anything with her. Uh, but anyway, we'll get this thing worked out here. We got a new headset. We're going to work on that too. But anyway, it is so good to see you. God bless you. And I just don't know. I'm overwhelmed. In fact, that's the title of the message today. If you look at Psalm 139, verses 1 through 6. Verse 6 will be the text verse. Psalm 139. And you're, you're saying, if you will, please. Psalm 139, 1 through 6. And we'll look at these verses together in verse 6. Please stay for uh, dinner with us. And we'll have a wonderful time together. This is a good crowd today. Thank you for coming. It's so good to see you. I just keep saying that, I know. But I just love you so much. Psalm 139, verse 1. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting, mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path, my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. I love that. Amen. And laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. That, that's the text verse. Amazed and overwhelmed. Let's talk about that for a few minutes. Dear Lord, thank you for the privilege of being here to be at home to be with people whom I love more than anybody else in this whole world. And oh, I want to be a blessing today and a challenge. And I can't do any of that unless you, Holy Spirit, are our preacher. But you never fail. You always share wonderful words of life. And you'll do that again today. And I'm thankful. Bless everyone standing before me. Meet their every need. And dear Lord, I'll praise you for all you do. For asking in your name and with thanksgiving. Amen. Thank you. Be seated. Now, I have used this text before, but this is a new message. I was preaching last week in Virginia. A lady came up to me one night, and she said, Brother Ron, you preached that same message back in 2010, 12 years ago. And I said, well, it might be the same text, a different message. I never use the same message again. I always like fresh bread from heaven. It excites me, and I, I suspect that if it excites me, it might excite you. If it doesn't excite me, I can't expect it to excite you. But I love fresh bread from heaven, and that's what this is today. I hear this saying a lot these days. Uh, I'm overwhelmed. I've just got so much going on, don't know which way to turn. I feel like I'm drowning. I'm overwhelmed. It's usually used in a negative sense, brother Doug, but this is in a positive sense. I'm overwhelmed by the blessings of God, by what he does and the way he loves us and what future he has for us. I'm amazed. I'm overwhelmed at my wonderful, wonderful Lord. First of all, I'm amazed and overwhelmed at the grace of God. The grace of God. I love that. James 4, verse 6, and he giveth more grace. How many of you are going through it today? How many of you are struggling today? How many of you are just weary and worn or maybe overwhelmed in the wrong sense of the word? Listen, He giveth more grace. Amen. There's always more grace than there are problems. Always more grace than there are sins and failures. Grace tops everything. Grace outranks everything. Thank God for grace. I'm amazed. I'm overwhelmed at the grace of God. 
Peter refers to it this way in 1 Peter 4.10. He uses the term the manifold grace of God. Now that means multifaceted. It means it comes from every direction in every shape and form. There's grace all around you every day whether you realize it or not. And you would not be here today were it not for the grace of God. Amen. It's wonderful. It's everywhere. And it takes on every shape and form. Thank God for His wonderful grace. I love it. It was God's grace that motivated him to love us and save us and overwhelmed with that. Ephesians 3.19 To know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge. Now wait a minute. This is something you're ever exploring but you'll never fully realize. You'll never plummet the depths of it. You'll never wrap your mind around all of it. But you're ever to be reaching out and trying to understand just how much God loves you. I love to explore that. That's an adventure to me. I'll be doing that the rest of my life. And i got a sneaking suspicion that even when we get to heaven, we still may not fully realize just how much God really loves us. But we'll have all eternity to try to figure it out. I love exploring the love of God for me. Oh, that makes me feel special. Makes me feel like I'm spoiled rotten by my Heavenly Father. He just loves me all over. He not only loves me, He loves on me. And I love that. I love to be loved on. Now you better watch me today. You better be careful. If you're not, if you're not careful, I'll hug all over you today because I missed you. I love loving on folks. I love that kind of thing. And I love the love of God among all of us in our family today. That's a wonderful thing. I love the grace of God, first of all. Now listen carefully about this. Because He chose us for His own. I love this verse, Ephesians 1, 4. According as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world. Now I want you to open your mind just a minute. I'm just going to skim across the surface of this glorious doctrine. But I want you to think about this. God looked at you. God fell in love with you. God chose you to be in His family before He ever hung the sun, moon, and stars. That's what Ephesians 1, 4 says. He has chosen us before the foundation of the world. That's not an isolated subject. There are many, many verses in your New Testament that talks about Jesus loved you and chose you. In fact, He said in John 15, 16, You didn't choose me. I chose you. That's amazing, is it not? Now this is fascinating. It overwhelms me that this choice of God for His own, it makes no sense. It's totally unrelated to you about anything good or you or bad about you or anything you could ever do for God or become a good Christian. And He looked down the ages of time and said, I'll choose that one because they'll make a good Christian. No, totally unrelated to you. Had nothing to do with you. It was all Him. He looked at you, fell in love with you. He chose you to be His own. Now wait a minute. Don't be afraid of that. It's not fatalism. It's not what will be, will be. God still allows man to have a choice. Anybody can be saved who wants to be saved. It's for whosoever will. But only the chosen will be in heaven. You say, try to explain that. I cannot, don't have to. I don't understand this wonderful love of God that He chose us to be in Him before the foundation of the world. I don't understand uh, the element of electricity, but I'm not going to sit in the dark till I figure it out. I'm just going to enjoy the thing. I'm going to enjoy the fact that God loved me and chose me to be in Christ before the foundation of the world. That makes me feel very special. I love that. Now, no one is chosen to go to hell, right? 
If any person goes to hell, it's because they reject the Lord Jesus Christ. But then those of us who are saved, we're the chosen ones who will be in heaven. But it's still for whosoever will. That's a contradiction in our own mind. It doesn't make sense. But it makes sense to God. And that's all that matters. Aren't you glad to have a great, big, wonderful God that you can't figure out? You can't understand Him. You can't put Him in your little shoebox or test tube and say, I've got God figured out. He's in my little container here. No, He's a great, big, wonderful God. And He said in Isaiah, My thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways greater than your ways. I can't figure out God, but I'm enjoying trying to. I'm enjoying trying to. He's so wonderful. And I love Him. And I adore Him. Second uh, Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord is not willing that any should perish. It's for whosoever will. And anyone in this room today, you do not know Jesus. You come down here and trust Him as your Savior. And then you'll be one of the chosen from the foundation of the world. It's for whosoever will, right? Amen. Anybody can be saved. And I want you to come and trust Him today. Amen. It's a wonderful thing. I love that so much. When I was a young kid, we'd play dodgeball and softball and all the rest of that stuff. I never was very good at it. I never was. And, and we'd have a long line of the kids here. And uh, uh, we'd, you know, we'd have a captain here and a captain over here. And they'd start choosing the, the players. And it was always the same, Sherry. It's always the same. Came down the last two or three and I still standing there. Nobody wanted me. I was so, I felt so useless. So, so un, just like I didn't even belong. Like nobody cared about me. And I wanted the earth to open and uh, just fall, fall in it and cover me up. I didn't want to be around anymore. But nobody would choose me. But in God's economy of grace, and I don't understand this, Frank, I don't understand it at all. He passed over a lot of the good ones, a lot of the more qualified ones, and He chose me to be His very own. I can't understand that. I don't understand that. I'm overwhelmed by that. He chose me to be His own. There is no explanation for that. The reason, the result of this wonderful doctrine is that it brings you to a place of there's no explanation. There is no explanation. You cannot figure out how you got in the family of God. You say, well, I prayed a prayer and I trusted Christ. They're both gifts of the Holy Spirit. Repentance and faith are gifts of the Holy Spirit. You could not have done that without Him helping you. It is all of God. Salvation is all of the Lord. He gets all the credit, all the glory, honor, and praise. And I'm so glad I'm one of His own. And He makes me feel loved. Amen. If you're saved, you're one of His own too. And you're loved today. There's a second thing, if you'd like to know what it is, say amen. amen. The generosity of God's people. Not only God's grace, but the generosity of God's people. I'll be a little bit more personal today since it's Pastor Appreciation Day. And again, you didn't have to do anything for me. You don't owe me anything. It's my joy and privilege to be here. And I just love you so very much. But thank you for this time. The generosity of God's people. Paul had a very special relationship with the church at Philippi. Listen to this, Philippians 4.10. He said, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that your care for me hath flourished again. The church at Philippi was not a wealthy church. It was almost uh, poverty-stricken. But they gave to Paul 
out of their poverty. They actually gave to Paul more than they could afford. And that must have moved that man. They were not a wealthy church. Back when COVID hit several years ago, we were out of church for three months. You remember that? Before that time, this building was comfortably filled on Sunday morning. It really was before COVID hit. And we're going to get that back and more. You see, here, here's the situation. I'm a very stubborn man. Ask my wife. I'm a very stubborn man. I'm stubborn as a Missouri mule. I just, I won't cave in. I don't give up. I don't back up. I go forward with the glory of God. And the, as long as I got breath in my body, we're going to keep going forward and doing the job. And I'm going to lead you all the way through that. We're going to do it together, right? If you believe that, say amen. amen. That's not blowing smoke. I've done that all my life. I've done that 51 years. I'm going to keep doing it till I drop dead. I'm a very determined man. You say, well, I know you. You don't know half of it. You're just getting acquainted with me. I'm only hitting on a few cylinders. I've got a whole lot more in store and a whole lot more I'd like to see and share with you. But we're just going along as we can, right? You don't drive sheep. You lead sheep, right? And wherever you are, that's where I am. And I'll step out in front of you and say, come on. Come on, let's do this. Come on, let's go forward. Let's go with it. And you just have to go along as people can go along. You can't get ahead of them. And so I see so many wonderful things. This church has marvelous potential. We're just scratching the surface. And if you could see what I see, if you could see through my eyes, you'd say, Preacher, that could never be done at Fellowship Baptist Church. Well, we're going to see if we can. I may not live long enough to see it, but I'm going to keep dreaming. Pardon me, but I'm a dreamer. You don't want a pastor that doesn't have a vision, do you? Huh? You don't want a pastor that's not a dreamer? The brothers of Joseph said, Behold, this dreamer coming. Now, I can't do anything without the grace of God. I'm not up here talking about what I can do. I can't do doodlum. Doodlum's a Greek word that means not very much. I cannot do much at all. No, I'm not special. There's nothing to me. But I happen to be God's child, His preacher boy, and He set me down in this place. This is where I belong. I don't feel at home anywhere else. I'm supposed to be here, and that's why it works. We're in the will of God together. I love this family. Amen. I didn't know you. never heard of you. But when I came over here, lo and behold, you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. You stole my heart. I fell in love with you, and I swore I'd never do that again. But here I am. I can't help it. I'm in love with all of you. Don't get me to crying now. I can't help it. But oh, this is wonderful. The generosity of... I've never told you this. And some of you may need to know this about the leadership of this church. When we went through that three-month time of COVID not having church, our church leadership came to the front. Here's what they said, and I got a hold of it. Came back around to me. They said... We're going to pay the pastor if we have to borrow the money. Now, I would have never let you do that. But the thought of it does something for me. You could never, I've never even heard of a church feeling like that before. Baptist folk don't do that. You sure this is a Baptist church? Baptist folk don't say that. They don't act like that. They don't say, well, whatever it takes, we're going to pay our pastor. I've never heard of that at any church. I've never heard of a church do that before. 
but you said that, and that moved me. That, that let me know you really mean business. Listen, the acid test of a church ministry is what people do with the money. And is the money there? And we're not a wealthy church, but we get by, and we're going to get by even better. And by the way, uh, we're going to start back up about this thing of, of buying pews and uh, putting the carpet in. We hadn't forgotten about that. We had to postpone it, but we're going forward with that too. And listen, there's money in this church. I see those cars on those parking lots. Cadillacs. I don't think there's a Mercedes out there, but I know we got, we got enough money to make it happen. All of us together. You know, I'd rather all of us be Walmart kind of people and kind of struggle along and all of us pool together and get it done than to have a few big shots that say, I paid for the whole thing. No, we all did it together. Amen. Right? Yep. We all worked together. We all pooled it together. We all did it together. None of us are wealthy in here, but we all work it together and make it happen and that'll get it done every time. I'm talking about the generosity of God's dear people. That's wonderful. And then the final thing is a glorious future together. Roger mentioned this, that we celebrate six years together. That's just about enough time to get acquainted. Really, that is. And when I pastored in Chattanooga many years ago, the average tenure of a pastor in Chattanooga was two and a half years. Well, you can't even learn everybody's name in two and a half years. And speaking of that, Doris DeFore, she wore me out when I first came here. Uh, I asked you to give uh, pictures of your family with your names on the back of it so I could learn quickly. I like to be able to call everybody by their name. All you have to do is remember Ron. I got to remember all of you. But anyway, uh, uh, I, I remember when I first came here, I was trying to learn names, and Doris was going out the door one Sunday after church. She looked at me and she said, you still don't know my name, do you? And I said, no. And she said, it's Doris DeFore, D-E-F-O-O-R. And I'll never forget that. I never will. But going forward together, working together, doing this for the glory of God. Oh my. I, if, how many of you are on Facebook? Raise your hand. Do you, is it just me or do you notice this proliferation that is flooded with ideas about how to build a church, how to grow a church. You see, it's all over the place. Everybody's got their own formula. Everybody's got their own plan. Everybody's got their own idea about how to build a church. Let's just do it the way the Lord did it. Let's just do it the way the apostles did it. Let's do it together and go on for the glory of God. And it works that way every single time. It really does. When I was staying at the Clarion Inn there in Virginia, the manager, listen to this. And, and all over Bristol, Virginia, there's help wanted signs, help wanted, need help, now hiring, everywhere. And even in that motel, that nice place, the manager of the motel had to get up real early every morning and go stock the breakfast bar. And it was nice. I mean, it had everything on it. She had to get up very early and go do that herself. And she was the manager and I asked her why. And she said, I can't get anybody to work. Nobody wants to do anything. Everybody wants a handout. And that has spilled over in churches in many places. But let's keep that out of here. Let's keep that out of here. We want to work together and go together and grow together. We want to work hard. And it is hard work. 
This is not the Cub Scouts. This is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's hard work, but it's very rewarding. And you'll get rewarded in heaven for all eternity. And souls coming down the aisle being saved, that's worth it all. Amen. Growing together. A glorious future together. I love the word together. I love the word together. And we worship together. Psalm 34, 3. Oh, magnify the Lord to me. Let us worship His name together. I love to worship with you. That's what we're doing today. Worship the Lord together. I love to go through uh, trials and troubles with you. I don't mean I love the troubles and trials, but I love to go through them with you. If you've got any troubles or trials, I want to be a part of it. I do. I want to be a part of that. And Travis is not here today. There's that's Mary. She looks lonely back there without Travis, don't you? But Travis, Travis can't be here today. You miss him? Of course we do. He's family. And anybody that's not here, find out why they're not here. All of us working and keeping people up and finding out what's going on. Oh my. Worshiping together. You'll get a kick out of this. On Wednesday night of the meeting up there in Virginia, and again, I don't think I'm going back. I really don't. But I was up there, and the Baptist Children's Home was there. The place was packed on Wednesday night. And there must have been a little girl from Kentucky there. And after the service, she's out on the porch, and I walked out to get in the car. And she said, Preacher, she said, I like that preacher. And, I, and the other kid said, preaching? It's preaching. She said, oh, it's preaching. But I just love God's people, don't Amen. you? I just love hanging around them, being with them, enjoying things together. First Corinthians 3, 9 says we're laborers together. Laborers together. You know, let's balance this out a little bit more, if you will, please. We've got a few people in here that are loaded up so much I don't even know how they keep going. They got so much they're doing here and we need to take a life insurance policy out on a few of them because whatever happens to them, I don't know what we're going to do. But let's spread it out a little bit more and say, I want to help too. I want to labor together. I want to be a part of this. And we'll all do it and enjoy the journey. Uh, nobody ever died from hard work. Nobody. Nobody ever died from hard work. It ain't going to hurt you. Let's work together, get it done together, and go forward together. And then you know what? According to 1 Thessalonians 4, 17, we get to go home together. Amen. Caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. I'm telling you this today. I'm amazed and I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed that God loves me. I don't know why. There is no explanation I, the fact that he looked at me and fell in love with me before I was ever born, before I could ever do anything good, before I could ever do anything bad, before I was right, before I was wrong, that overwhelms me. I don't understand that. There's no explanation. And that's the whole idea of it. You'll never figure it out. Amen. And all you can say is, he just loved me. Yeah. He just loved me and made me his own. Amen. That's wonderful. If you don't know this love of God today, I want you to know it. I want you to know how it feels <laughs> to have your burden lifted, the guilt and shame of your sin gone, your name recorded in heaven, going out the door saying, I know that I know where I'm at with God. I know that I'm saved. I want that for everyone in this room. I want everyone in this room to be joyful. Amen. I want you to be joyful. 
I don't like this world. I don't like the 21st century. I just don't like it. I don't like what it does to you. I see your weariness on your faces. I see it. Weary. Weary, worn. Carrying a load. Too much load. More than you were ever intended to carry. Too much load. That bothers me. I don't like that. I hope you can come down here today if you need to and say, Lord, lighten my load. I'm carrying too much. Please help me. Please lighten my load and then give me such joy that I can go forward and do whatever you want me to do and do it in your strength. I hope some of you will come and let the Lord lift your burdens. Whatever you might need today, I want you to take care of it right here in this wonderful Sunday morning service. Would you bow your heads, please, in our... Uh, musicians are coming and we're going to give you an opportunity to come I'm amazed are you listening I'm amazed and I'm overwhelmed we live in a society where people aren't amazed anymore about much of anything it takes a lot to get their attention but God his wonderful grace and his unlimited love amazing to me I'm like a little boy in a candy store and I think, I just don't know. It's amazing to me. You here today, I want you to make sure you know the Savior. They can begin playing in a moment. Let me ask you a question. Heads bowed and eyes closed. Every man, woman, boy, or girl in this room. Can you say, preacher, I'm saved by the grace of God. I know the Savior. He lives in my heart. I'm saved and I'm sure. Can I see your hands? I know I'm saved. Thank you. God bless you. You can put your hands down. Is there a man, woman, boy, or girl in the room? Preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. I don't know. I don't know if I die today and go to heaven. Pray for me. Would you lift your hand? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. God bless you. Some of you may be struggling with that right here today. You're struggling with it. I'm praying for you. Preacher, 21st century living is a whole new ball game. It's a whole new normal. When I get weary and I get worn, I try to put on a smile. Sometimes it's forced. I carry so much load, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I do feel a little overwhelmed. But I've got some things on my mind. I've got some burdens in my heart. God knows what they are. And preacher, I'd like to be remembered in prayer. God knows my special need. Pray for me. Thank you, thank you. Any more? Pray for me. Let's stand, if you will, please. All of the building. This wonderful God. And listen, you may be here today and saved, and you've been looking for a church family. In this day, in this day, we all need each other. You ought to come forward and join this wonderful church and say, I want to be a part of Fellowship Baptist Church. You do whatever you need to do while Roger leads us. What are we seeing, Roger? Page 65. You sing it out with him. You come, whatever reason you need to come, we'll receive you today. I
God bless you and all God's people said? Amen. Now listen to me. There'll be people coming down these aisles in weeks and months and years to come. They'll be coming and we'll be here for them, won't we? Yes. We'll be here in business for God, going forward, never looking back, nothing else on our mind, but our very best, our very all for our Savior, and right here with you all the way through it. I love that. God bless you. We got a new headset. We're going to try that tonight, I think, but uh, it'll improve the quality. And Greg Hedgepath has done a wonderful job working with what he's got to work with. I mean, he makes it sound good when it really doesn't sound that good, but he really does filters with it and all, does a great job. And the new headset will really give it a lot of quality, and that'll help with everybody. But we appreciate you so much. Uh, I hope you'll stay for dinner. I want to eat dinner with you. I want to love on you a while. Is that all right? And we'll have a big time together. But uh, 3 o'clock... If you want to go over with Sherry and who's the other Rena? Yeah. Sherry and Rena's going over to Representatives at Sugar Valley at three o'clock. If you'd like to go, go over there. Then back here, listen, please. There shouldn't be anything else said about this. Five o'clock choir practice. Everybody get back in here in a wonderful evening hour at six o'clock. We'll have a great time together and just loving every minute of it. Brother Kerry Aldrey, are you feeling pretty good today? Yes, sir. All right. You lead us in prayer. And listen, uh, are we making four and two lines back there? Should be. Should be. Uh, I, we'll just get you through there and get in there and eat and have a big time. But everybody stay if you will, please. We'll have a great time together. And Brother Kerry's praying over the meal and asking God to bless all we're doing here. You go ahead, Brother Kerry. Lord, we ask you to be with this preacher and his family, Lord, as we yes. celebrate today. We ask you to be with him and bless him in a special way. Keep him safe. Keep him uh, healthy, Lord, that he might come and bring the word to us, Lord. So oh, yes. He might come and be saved, Lord. That's what we're here for. Lord. Yeah. Lord, praise you and thank you. And Lord, we thank you for this food that we're about to eat. And that, yes. Lord, that you be with the ones that prepared it, that we may be a nurse to our body. Yeah. And all these blessings I have in Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen.